he's a Piltover native uh, with the principles kind of rooted in him. So he has that good old American spirit, right? Uh, inventions, discovery, and not going to Zon. I thought that was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 61. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. What's going on? We're back with the normal stuff, not with Arcane. Yeah, yeah, Arcane came to a close. Definitely check out that series we did. Um, it was a good time. A lot was covered there. It actually plays into what we're going to talk about today. Um, it's a weird situation, but we'll talk about that in a second because we have to talk about housekeeping. Uh, so up top, as always, you can listen to us everywhere. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info and then follow us on any platform you prefer. We're on all of them. And then, for, you know, subscribe on YouTube. Why not? All right. There's some pretty pictures there. <laughs> and then you can also send an email to podcastcore at gmail.com if you want to reach us directly. Uh, leave a like, follow and a short review slash comment anywhere. Uh, but the easiest way is to tell a friend to delay the glorious evolution by listening to the casuals of Runeterra podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're such flip floppers. I think last time we were, <laughs> we were kind of cheering for the glorious evolution uh, with our Victor episode. <laughs> Check that out. If you're a yeah. fan of it, <laughs> a little callback there, uh, but we're going to hop into it. There's a lot of info here. Uh, so we're going to move at a clip, try to keep this nice and tidy. Uh, so as always, we start with a spell. Yeah. Um, so I, our spell and followers, we're going to be uh, cheering on for Jace today. And as far as for the first card, it's going to be the Hextech Anomaly. Um, it is a six mana focus spell. It's really not. But, you know, bear <laughs> with me. Um, and when you draw or create me in hand or each round start while I'm in your hand, transform me into a random six plus mana cost spell. Uh, so this is just kind of almost like Russian roulette with the six drops. and But unlike the Mage Seeker package and all that, if uh, you don't like what you get, you can just wait a turn and see what you get afterwards. Uh, the card sucks. <laughs> uh, so we won't dive into that too much what's really fun here is going to be the flavor text on this one because it's actually a a nice chunk of an excerpt from jace's journal so a direct quote from jace configuring hex tech into a stable state was the most difficult hurdle i faced most nights it felt like the crystals of and hexite were actively conspiring to trip me up and it was only through extensive trial and error that I was able to get the component parts working in harmony. Um, and if you haven't watched Arcane yet, um, do that. <laughs> Listen to our episode, sure, but just watch it. The show's really good. Uh, and a good thing that it, the show does is showing how much work Jace and Victor put into getting Hextech to work. Yeah. And this, this card does a great job flavor-wise, as we've talked about in many of our episodes, of representing that unstableness, right, of the Hextech um, with why, that's why it changes every turn is because if you watch the show, if you read some of the other text and some of the other stuff we're going to talk about, it's constantly a shifting um, energy source. So 
That's a cool way for them to display it. Card sucks, but you know, <laughs> it has flavor, baby. Uh, and what also yeah. has flavor is the follower as well, right? This one's Oh yeah, uh, yeah the, this is such a cool follower. Uh, so it's gonna be the Pharaoh Sky Cruiser. Um, this is also fun because we, I think it was episode four of Arcane. We were, you and I were like, what the hell are these airships yep. called again? <laughs> <laughs> Which is idiots. Uh, so Pharaoh Sky Cruiser is a four mana, two four with elusive. Uh, and it has grant me plus two plus zero once you've cast a six plus cost spell this game. Um, so despite the name, it's pretty much a Mage Seeker card. Uh, yeah. It it falls right into that package. And as far as for a Mage Seeker bit goes, if you're triggering it, it a 4-4 four, four with Elusive is ridiculous. Uh, even a 2-4 with Elusive, you know, it, it's getting the Dumpy Seal, which is nice. So dumpy it survives. That's cool. Dumpy I forgot about that. We got so wrapped up in Arcane. <laughs> we still got to give the people the Dumpy Seal. Coming soon. Still. Yeah. Still, still in production. <laughs> You gotta give them what they want, Ryan. We're using hex tech technology to make the seal, so it's making it a lot more difficult <laughs> than we expected. God, you dumb. Uh, the cool thing um, about so, this is, oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, so in our arcane episode um, and some other of our piltover episodes, we talked about how when hex tech kind of got its footing through Jace um, and Victor. Uh, the next question was like consumer level Hextech usage, right? Um, and this kind of falls into that as far as travel. And when you have consumer based stuff, branding becomes a thing. And we see this in the show with a lot of the um, affluent people and people on the council where they're trying to figure out ways to get it more consumer focused, get branding focused and to kind of get their stamp of approval so they can fit somewhere within this space of progress uh, and obviously profit from it. Right. Capitalism is a big thing in Piltover. Yeah, and it also fits in that vein of what we see in Arcane with Mel trying to find her way to put Piltover on the map. Uh, it's clearly this is a thing where Mel's not the only one trying to put their stamp, uh, whether it be for Piltover or for themselves. And this uh, card, it's actually the namesake of the inventor, mm -hmm. who is also a card in the game, Albus Pharos. And the flavor on the card has got a direct quote from him where the people of this city worship at the feet of intelligence, but what good is the greatest mind without the means to express itself? And it just shows as far as like, you know, Hey, uh, great minds. We're going to express ourselves, but we're going to get paid doing it too. Yeah. And then he mentions himself as like, <laughs> he makes a great point And then he bursts out the window. He's like, no, I will show Piltover true greatness. It will tower over them. It will blot yeah. out the sun and it will carry my name. <laughs> oh God. Every great mind has to have a hint of arrogance, right? Dude. Or just be consumed by it. And it, that's, that's a, it's going to be a theme uh, later when we get into Jace and talk more about him uh, because it's, it's focused a lot. Like we talk about it in retrospect in our arcane episodes it's referenced in the stories here but in the show it wasn't really played into too much so it's something we can look into in the future now that we know a season two is coming yeah uh and that's gonna bring us to our landmark not often we get to talk about a landmark but with the whole jace package we got a new one for piltover in the forge of tomorrow it is a three-mana landmark. When I am summoned, summon a forge worker. A forge worker is a vanilla 3-3. Three, three. 
and when you cast a six plus cost spell, destroy me and refill your spell mana. Um, so this card is like actually very interesting and pretty flexible, which is something that the whole six plus package has not experienced before. Um, it's something that you can play on curve. It gives you a body and it refills your spell mana once you get to the point of actually dumping your mana into these spells for the payoffs. So you get an immediate payoff if you already have this on your board. Um, like this, this card is like, one of the reasons that I think when Jace dropped, the whole Jace Lux decks actually had a strong footing. I, I have make a strong argument for this one and for Shock Blast, but Shock Blast we're not going to talk about in today's episode. Um, <laughs> but so this this card's really good, but as far as the flavor, um, so we the flavor text on it is if Piltover is a city driven by invention, then its forges are its engines. Uh, I think as far as for me, what's cool about the flavor of this card is that we're recording this post arcane. We kind of got to see a bit inside of this with, um, in the later episodes with Jace struggling with his ideas of what he wanted to do forward against what the council advised. And, um, so we get to kind of see what the insides of these forges look like. And we know that his family's a prominent face in the forges. So, I, I think that the show does a little bit more for the card than the, just the flavor text. Exactly. Yeah, this, this is a good one. Uh, so let's hop into it. Uh, the topic of today, Batman. Um, listen, <laughs> <laughs> this is a kickback to our Victor episode, which is named Iron Man. Um, I, I know the irony, different properties. I get it, right? It's, this is all very loose. This is such as having fun. Don't read too much into it. Or do. Yeah. yeah, this is the this is the casual cinematic universe, okay? Like don't bring your other ones into our universe. But we have like a little disclaimer here. So first of all, listen to the Victor episodes. So arcane stuff, you can dabble in that. I we recommend you do. Um, but the Victor episode's important because it runs alongside this episode. Uh, it's very similar to like our Sh- uh, Sharima series, how a lot of those stories run together. Uh, so definitely check that one out. It'll help you a lot. And then the disclaimer is that now that we have Arcane, we're in a weird situation. We're recording Jace afterwards, right? Um, so much of this isn't canon anymore. A lot of it still has a possibility of being canon since it's in the future. Season two has been announced, uh, but it's still fun to know where this all started Um uh, lore wise, and then also to see what they might pull from it. Uh, and then following this, we will have another episode uh, that follows Jace's journals, which we'll get into later, um, which is going to have some other stuff as well. So there's gonna be a lot here to play with. We're just gonna have fun with it. Yep. Uh, I mean, a, a bunch of stuff. Holy crap. And I'll just end with that because of how much stuff it is. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. So like in our Victor episode, I broke this into three parts. So we start with the beginning. Um, so Jace, smart and strong, unyielding pursuit of progress. That's kind of his persona to start off here. Um, he's revered as a hero from the start, uh, but doesn't really like the attention that all that brings. Right. And this is from the hero uh, standpoint of he hasn't really done anything heroic, just more of his mind. Right. Um, He's a Piltover native uh, with the principles kind of rooted in him. So he has that good old American spirit, right? Uh, inventions, discovery, and not going to Zon. I thought that was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, due to the nature of what we see in Arcane, that's a fucked up statement, but that's listed as one of the principles of Piltover. Oh, God. We know too much now. We know, too, we know, much. We know too much now. Oh, that's fucked up. But yeah, so uh, one thing we do get here, which is not really made explicitly clear in Arcane, is that his knack is specifically in machinery. So if he had an area of expertise, that's kind of where they nail him. And it makes sense when you go and watch Arcane. Um, and then when like Victor kind of gets involved to help him out in the places he doesn't have uh, the expertise. But yeah, that explains a lot because for Victor, we know it's mathematics. And that's kind of focused, that, that's really expressed in the show. Um, so it's good to have that here, um, that he's a mechanic. Um, or a machinist, or I don't know, yeah. there's so many terms it, for that. There's so many terms, but yeah. it, it's also interesting that that is what he is because, you know, it is that whole Batman-esque yeah. idea yep. of just this, you know, kind of, you know, pretty boy philanthropist. Alfred, but, I'm making a gun from scratch. Yeah. But his specialty <laughs> of being, his specialty in this is that he gets his hands dirty, yeah. where I'm sure a lot of, like, other academics within Piltover probably don't. Like, they get their hands dirty in the sense of experimentation, but not actually getting down into the forges and working. So. Yep. And his kind of claim to fame early is that he's the youngest apprentice uh, to the patronage of Clan... Okay, Geopara or Geopara? Let's go Geopara. Geopara, just, yeah. Geopara feels better. It sounds like a Pokemon. Just, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, if we say Geopara, it sounds like I've got to get my smartphone and go to a tag. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the part I'm I'm gapping knowledge for. That's not Caitlin's family's last name. No. Uh, so, so uh, Caitlin is from the... Cam Cameron, no Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. We'll come. We'll come back with that. We'll, it starts we'll with a K. Yeah, and I'm just tripping up on how to pronounce it right yeah. now. <laughs> so in Arcane, there is an actual statement from her mother that they are the patronage for um, Jay. So this is something that obviously is retconned, uh, but it's cool to know that they stuck to giving an association where he's being sponsored by someone. And that sponsor allowed him to spend most of his early years creating Hextech devices and designs um, for the working class. That was kind of his focus, the proletariat. So he made like wrenches that transform into pro, uh, pry bars, pickaxes pick that transformed into shovels, hammers that turned into demol uh, demolition beams. So it's this whole th uh, concept of having these um, dynamic tools, right? Kind of a Swiss army knife approach to more heavy duty things. Yeah, and as well as making tools for the everyman, mm -hmm. because uh, no one on the council is going to have need of these kind of tools. These are for the the, the blue collar boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the problem, which is the problem in the show, is that there's no sufficient power source um, for these creations. So they kind of just sit dormant. Uh, but, you know, we start to look at his personality of at a young age where things came easy to Jace, right? He's he's a John Everyman in the sense that, or not John Everyman, he's a Renaissance man, sorry. Um, even though he has a specialty with machinery uh, and that kind of makes him arrogant. Like he dismisses or dismisses people easily. He's unwilling to kind of slow down for other people to catch up that don't have his gifts. Uh, and this kind of turns people against him slowly. And as time goes on, the worst parts of his personality start to come up. 
And there's only one person out there who is able to work <laughs> past this. Uh, and to pull a direct quote from the story, it's only one person that's able to match his intelligence while also kind of giving him the middle finger for his superior attitude. And that person is Victor. Twitter erupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they met at a progress party. Um, which was mandatory to attend, and they both hated it. Um, classic introverts. <laughs> Even though in the show, Jace is definitely an uh, um, an extrovert, but that's yeah. kind of a change I, there. I mean, it's kind of funny that they like also meet at this party kind of in introvert spirit, because before this, like even in the written lore, I would say that Jace is more of an extrovert. Yeah. Because he's, he's a face. Like if you're yeah. going to be a face and constantly recognize, you you get used to being in social interactions whether you like them or not is different but you get used to it but yeah, but yeah so, they they meet on the walls on the, wall the flowers. wallflowers <laughs> so after this they begin working together right and start challenging each other because they kind of see each other as equals uh even though their creative goals differ they both kind of understand what it's what it means to be ostracized right to be kind of on the outside um due to their brilliance due to their personalities um, but their goals are different, right? Like Victor has a very different thought process and Jace is rude, uh, but they work through that, right? And they work through that to create something cool, which is the first thing they create together, which is a suit that's both strong and light uh, for divers to use. But this also being their first breakthrough together um, is also the thing that kind of pulls them apart uh, because they disagree on what the suit should do. Uh, not just for the user, but for the purpose. Um, and the disagreement comes when Victor proposes a new version, a better version, a version <laughs> with a chemtech implant, which already sounds like, you don't know, have to tell me what that is. You say chemtech implant suit humans. I'm like, no, I don't care what you're going to say next. We're not doing it. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. If you were in Zon, it would sound totally fine. <laughs> True. So this would boost the wearer's output greatly, right? Make them more efficient, but it suppresses their senses and free will, which is bad, morally bad. Um, Victor obviously found this brilliant, uh, but Jace saw it. He saw it as greatly immoral because remember, even though Jace is rude at his core, he's still at this point doing it for the people. Uh, and this almost results in a physical fight between two nerds. So, you know, it's escalated. <laughs> This is an internet beef. <laughs> Fisticuffs will be had, right? Um, and this, 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 I will fight you at next land. <laughs> and this results in Jace not only okay, is he two nerds fighting. Okay, cool. And then Jace becomes a snitch. So Jace snitches on Victor, and Victor gets ostracized from the community. He gets all of his honors pulled, and the scientific community is like, no more commitments from you. We don't care. Go about your business. Yeah. Um, and for people who've watched Arcane, we're kind of showing uh, – the show gives us a different side of this. I would imagine that it's a, supposed to be before all of this has happened, but – at least in the show, they get they paint Victor and Jason much more of a best friend light, whereas the lore that we've always known it, which is what we're reading from now, they've always been 
respectful of the other's level of intelligence and their friendship ended there. They was like, yeah, I respect you, but I'm not going to go eat dinner with your family. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then this takes us to our second act here. See, I'm kind of inheriting some arcane uh here, which is the Uh middle, the best part. Uh, No, this is usually the sad part. Uh, So, So Victor's gone, but Victor was the closest thing Jace had to a friend, right? And this is an, uh, this is the event that pushes Jace further into isolation, which means his temper just becomes shorter and shorter, right? Isolation is never a good thing um, in most cases, unless you're Vi and you're a danger to everybody. But we're not talking about her right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one thing that comes of this is, is uh, the clan of the Giopara, they have explorers, and those explorers are deployed in Sharima, which is, you know, this is something that we think will still hold um, based on when we get to Jace's journal. Um, it reinforces this, but this is where the Hextech crystals are found. Um, and this also is referenced in, like, you know, Ezreal's lore, some other Sharima stuff. So go, go listen to our Sharima stuff. There's some Hextech little bits and pieces sprinkled throughout, um, which would be good to know as well. Yeah, and uh, definitely and just because well. because it was bothering me, Caitlin's family's Kiramon, ah, the yes, Kiramon right. clan, which is separate from the Giopara. They so that 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 is the thing that was changed. I can now hold on to my sanity, um, but <laughs> but yeah, I know as far as in the very first act of of the Arcane, we get to see Jace and his mother experiencing. Oh, by the way, magic. Arcane spoilers. We probably should. <laughs> we probably should have said that at the beginning. We're kind of just referencing like crazy. Ah, if you made it this late. far and we spoiled some stuff, for, we're sorry. It's still worth the watch. Go watch it, yeah. and the episodes are still worth a listen. Yeah. So yeah. So spoiler. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Jace, Jason, his mom get to experience magic firsthand, and in our second episode of the Arcane series, we talk about our theories of where that instance took place because i thought that it was more looked more like targon but we both knew from the lore that it's from shirima and this is the part where it's like we know it's from shirima here's the receipts uh but i'm not sure if arcane's gonna hold on to that or if it's still gonna hold true uh if it does change does that end up changing ezreal's lore does that end up changing all these other characters who kind of got their hands on old discarded bits of hex tech and we're able to do stuff with it who knows so it, it, we're in an interesting spot and we probably won't get answers until like the second season of arcane yeah yeah um but obviously jace kind of hears about this and he's the first one to volunteer he wants to mess with this stuff but due to his attitude up till late the clan and they're kind of like you know what we don't like his attitude we're going to check him real quick and they end up giving it to other scholars um kind of as a punishment Uh, you know, your classic elite pettiness, (laughs) if you will. Uh, But they give it to them to work on first. And obviously they come to nothing, no dice, right? Uh, And they waste many months until they deem it useless. And then they decide to give the Jace once they're sure he will fail. So it's obviously like this setup situation, which you see a lot in a professional community where somebody gets ousted slowly and they kind of set them up to fail. Uh, But we're talking about Jace here. Yeah. And uh, as far as with this setup, the only thing that I don't think anyone's counting on is that Jace is a very intelligent man. Yeah. 
He's he didn't get here just because he's a pretty boy. Um, <laughs> we we know that his family's not that prominent, so he he's got to have something behind it. And once they hand him these rocks that they are certain are just rocks and nothing more, the all that Jace knows is that they're calling to him. Yeah, he can hear the siren song, <laughs> and he's off. <laughs> Straight into the rocks. <laughs> <Just joking. laughs> but no, the best part about this experience, so after he gets it, he starts to feel like, oh, there's more to these crystals than they've noticed, um, is it gives him a good reflection point. You know, crystal reflection, wink, wink, nod, nod. But, <laughs> you know, the first thing that pushes him intellectually is working with these crystals. It's the first time he's really failed a lot and consistently and has had trouble other than, you know, with Victor being there to challenge him. And this allows him to actually start to empathize with his peers. He starts to understand why they were kind of punishing him. He understands the struggles. He sees himself truly in the mirror of, oh, this is how they felt um, working alongside me. But not only that, I wasn't making it any easier. Right. And maybe I could in the in the future be a bit nicer, uh, <laughs> which is it's a good, you know, a good little bit of a turn there for him personally. Yeah, I, and I love the way that it's written out here. Is it's written out a single line by itself, and maybe he'd try to be nicer, and then a full space next line is one word, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and if that doesn't sum up Jace's attitude as we know and love him as a League of Legends champion, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he takes a very smart scientific approach to things. He decides, okay, instead of just working with the whole crystal, let's take pieces of it and see if I can figure that out. He suspends it in liquid alloy. He sends some uh, voltaic current through it. Uh, and then he gets a response. It's heat, it's light, it's something, it's dangerous, but it's progress. And this takes us to our next act, our final act, which is the enlightenment. Different meaning, though. Not, not the same meaning as Victor's episode. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Not so glorious. Not so evolutionary. <laughs> yeah. Um, but due to that event, that brings Victor to his doorsteps the following day. And he's surprised because he shouldn't be there. Uh, but Victor wastes no time. Um, obviously, he's changed a bit in this time. And he gets straight to it because that's how he works now. Is Here's a simple proposition. He goes through his whole monologue about breakthroughs and the secret project he's working on in Zon, and he's learned how to eradicate disease, hunger, and hatred, and all he needs is Jace's help, and they can create this glorious evolution. And Jace is not, this is not his first rodeo, hearing this rant. It's just, this is the most deranged it sounded um, up to this point. Uh, so he turns down his offer, and Victor doesn't like that. So he assaults him, <laughs> as you do. He fights him at land. All right? He fights him at land. If you can't beat him on point B, fair and square <laughs> over the internet, then you beat him IRL. So Jace turns on the offer. He gets assaulted. Uh, and when he wakes up, the crystal is gone. The main crystal, that is, because Victor left behind the shards. So after waking up, he grabbed his hammer, his transforming hammer, which this is obviously a different interpretation of how we get to see the hammer created when it gets used. This is where this gets kind of retconned completely. Um, but he grabs his hammer and he takes a crystal and attaches it to the hammer for power. And this is his first time actually using one of his devices being powered by a Hextech uh, shard. 
And this is also very interesting because from this point on, he's able to use the hammer as like a homing beacon. It's all the hammer or the shard that's powering the hammer is now being attracted to the full crystal that Victor stole. Um, so this is it's something that we don't get to see too much in the show because in the show the drained shards were drained shards or at least that's what they're what they've left us with as viewers to interpret um whereas in this show the shards have a lot of power in the actual lore and they seek to be reunited with larger forms of hextech uh, so these are two things that we don't get in the show. So not only is it the way that we're getting the hammer completely different, the way that these shards interact are very different. Um, so this is, uh, if you go from the show to this, it's probably going to be like one of the most confusing things there, but hopefully we get more answers in season two of arcane. Like right now, all we can really do is just kind of throw questions up there into the ether and kind of laugh about it. Exactly. So he uses this ability to track, um, uh, down into Zon back to the main crystal where he finds Victor's hideout. Uh, and he finds something gruesome along with that, which is a dozen corpses with hollowed out skulls and their brains in metal soldiers uh, connected to these pulsating crystals. So he sees this and he's like, oh, I know what this is. This is the first step to the glorious evolution. Uh, and Jace has a feeling that at that moment, the only way he's going to stop Victor moving forward is he might have to kill him. I am um, to Victor's credit. I think he did a great job here. His whole goal was to find a way to beat out disease, <laughs> to beat out death. And if you don't have a body, the body can't get sick. That is true. And insert the meme with Eddie Murphy just pointing at his head, like, yeah, big brain thoughts. So he, uh, he does one thing that Jace has never done first, which is apologize. And in response, Victor says, kill him. And that's when all these soldiers activate and they sprint towards Jace and Jace goes into battle mode for the first time in his life using a weapon he's never used in his life. Um, and this is this is interesting how this is represented because it's very different from when we see Jace use his hammer the first time in the show. Um, so we won't spoil that here, but the shard energy kind of moves through the hammer. It creates this momentum. Uh, in Jace to make it move forward. So it's kind of guiding him, it's living, right? We, we've been giving that information that the crystals have a living source to them. Uh, and he destroys the first automaton he hits completely, but then gets swarmed by the rest, buried under these metal blows. Uh, and he goes from trying to think his way through everything to finally reacting in a survival mode stance. Um, and just starts swinging it as hard as he can, um, as much as possible to get to the main crystal. And when he does, he hits it and he blows it up into many pieces. Yeah, that, and as it's written here, for the first time in his life, Jay stopped thinking and just decided to break stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. sometimes you just gotta break it. That's that's all there is to it, uh, and that's. Uh, that's when we get to this explosion that I'm sure if this was put in the show or anything, both Ziggs and Jinx would just love to see <laughs> because I, it, it's an explosion of a Hextech crystal being detonated by a Hextech 
shards. There's no way that this explosion wasn't gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it was so gnarly, it took the life out of all the automatons, although it was powering them, right? So they all fall lifeless to the floor, and he's like, okay, cool, that solves one problem, but the foundation of the warehouse starts shaking. Um, in Arcane, we've seen this in the bottom parts of Zaun, how a lot of the foundation land is very rocky, unstable, um, gases, you know, in the air and everything like that. So that makes sense that this building doesn't have much heft to it. Uh, and it begins to topple down. Jace escapes barely, but Victor's never found. Yeah. And this is where we get to the point where it's why we called this episode Batman. And that's because <laughs> yeah. that's because the Joker has been defeated. His whole hideout has fallen to the ground. Billions in property damage. Yeah. But it was a superhero. It was <laughs> the defender of tomorrow. It was Jace that put him to rest. So people overlook that bit. It was also in the slums in that crappy <laughs> town called Zon. <laughs> So no one really cares about all this property damage. And then it's like, oh, this will never happen again, right? Nobody finds the Joker's body. He'll be back. He'll be back in Batman 2, the man of bat. The man of bat. Yeah, we get the Defender tomorrow. Everybody praises him. Um, and he doesn't really care. It's funny. He doesn't care about the adoration from the people, but the nickname, he really likes the nickname and he takes it to heart. Uh, and he even takes the kind of vigilante justice to heart as well, which is he mentions that he knows Victor's alive. He knows, knows Victor has too much of a goal ahead of him. And Victor's very like himself. So he's going to seek revenge and he will be waiting for his return. Uh, and that's where we're left off in the story. So. Just quick, like uh, we'll hop into the car in a second, but it's it's interesting to see the, you know, the back half of this stuff, because we think arcane due to his popularity, due to how the show has moved so far, it might it's definitely probably not going to go this route completely. It's going to have a lot more mixed in, probably a lot more champions involved in this space rather than just these two. Uh, but when this was written, we thought it was really solid. Yeah. And. I mean, we we can almost know for certain that it's not going to follow this because if we look outside of Jace, there's a there's a bunch of different characters that little bits of them got uh, changed up with how the lore was written. But that just goes to show how great of a foundation all this stuff is. Like, if you haven't watched Arcane, go watch it. Uh, but for anyone not who hasn't watched Arcane and they experience it for the first time without knowing the story uh arcane's incredible arcane's amazing it's yeah. very well done and you can't get that unless you have a strong foundation and that's what this is is a strong foundation of just one character yeah uh, like and this we we've gone on about it for 30 minutes that's how good <laughs> it is yeah since we've been going on so long about this for the card i'm gonna this is kind of weird we're gonna skip the card sort of because the card itself um mainly functions based on how his hammer behaves in the game which is cool how they represent that. Um, it has like, you can choose between quick, quick attack or challenger when he's played. He's a well-rounded car, you know, four, four, four um, stat line. But the quotes are really interesting because this falls right around, in my opinion, in the story when he starts to realize his flaws and how his peers see him. Because in the quotes, it's him kind of talking to his peers as he's testing his hammer while he's building it and kind of presenting it. But he's very cordial and he's very likable here. Um, which is an interesting presentation, right? And he's older too, definitely older here than we see in the show. 
significantly. Like yeah. this is this is like almost like a a twenty year old versus a forty year old. Exactly, like it's it, it, it's very different as far as the age. Um, and then the card itself. The only thing I'm gonna add is it's a buff deluxe. So God bless Riot. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's all I ever wanted. So on the quote here, we have some dialogue where he's like, "So Rosa, as you know, this performance or this performative, or sorry." Power formative tech. There's a lot of weird words in here. Uh, promises to change the world. Truly ground groundbreaking work, Jace. The way those coin hibberators. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. There's like, let's cram a bunch of words together and make them sound techy. <laughs> hey, they're just missing the word quantum. I know, right? <laughs> and synergy. These coin hibberators <laughs> spliced together. It's breathtaking. It sure is. All Axel's ideal too, or ax idea. <laughs> Axel's idea. I've got you. <laughs> right, good man. <laughs> well, you know me, mate. Don't don't like to brag. It's one of those things where <laughs> it's like, what is this conversation, right? <laughs> it's so ridiculous because it's it's a circle jerk. But Jace isn't really known for circle jerking. So it's cool to see him interacting with his peers in this way. Um, and then when he flips, it's him actually testing cannon. It just says cannons primed and hammers engaged. This is going to be one for the history book, folks. And then it's just him testing the cannon and testing the hammer, um, which is cool. So I destroyed the quotes. That's fine because uh, the core is there. Uh, Jace is likable. People like him again. Yeah, I mean, this is this just goes to show like the lessons he learned of about his arrogance and this, uh, as far as how he's taking these lessons to heart. Yeah. Um, the and that kind of just goes to further reinforce that how much time has passed between what we're looking at is with the card and the current Jace compared to what we see in Arcane and in his lore. So, uh, he. He's learned a lot in his short life. That, that's one thing that's for sure. Exactly. Uh, and with that, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody. 